My name is Wyatt Graham, and I'm joined here with Tyler Horton. Tyler is from rural New Brunswick, has been in ministry for some time, and is the father of three children. To start off, Tyler, could you tell us a little bit about your story and what has happened to you over the past few years? Sure. Thanks, Wyatt. Uh, My uh, wife, Amy, and I had uh, two kids. We had moved here after Bible school in 2003. I actually followed her home from Bible school, and we were married uh, in 2004 and uh, living in rural New Brunswick. And then while Amy was pregnant with our third child, uh, she was diagnosed with cancer, and they had... Uh, they found it on her liver, but it wasn't liver cancer, which meant that it had already um, was already quite advanced mm. and was very aggressive. And the diagnosis was terminal from the start. So um, obviously it was a surprise, and um, uh, it was difficult to sort through and figure out. You know that right away there was questions about how long should the the baby who's Samuel, my uh, third child, youngest, um, how long should he be left in and, you know, early and all the medical issues and that. And um, anyway, Sam was born without complications and um, without any remnant of trouble Hmm. medically from that. And Amy lived for about a year. So she, Hmm. after Sam was born, so uh, she saw Sam's first birthday Hmm. and she passed away about a month after that. And so this uh, previous June was, it's been five years since Amy passed away. Can you share a little bit about what God has taught you through your grief and what it means to grieve well? Uh, one of the, 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 the most important things uh, has been that we have permission to grieve and we don't um, we don't need to pretend we're not sad and we don't need to pretend we're not angry and we don't need to pretend we're not, um, without, or that we don't need to pretend that we understand it all and that we're fine. And, uh, looking through, you know, I specifically think of the Psalms and looking mm-hmm. through the Psalms and that, you know, these are words that are given to us as God's people to speak right. to God. And so we have permission to repeat the psalms and to go through and the psalms have a a range of human experience and emotion that's sometimes brutal and so that's been um a big part was you know receiving receiving permission from god through his word to be um to be a mess and to Mm. be upset and to um, cry and grieve and all of that and even more than permission but just you know there's uh, imperatives you know commands as well and that we're um, and on the one hand we can avoid things and try to you know dodge them and that's wrong um, but we can also be mastered by them and where our experiences become the dominant thing in our life and overwhelm the reality of God and the gospel and uh, both of those both of those are wrong and so um, grieving well you know lands in there and yeah. so grieving well does mean feeling the fullness of sorrow and feeling you know, when there's a loss 
um, feeling that loss in mm. its entirety. Yeah, and many of the Psalms, I think the majority of them are laments and complaints mm. over life and, and grief. And I think a lot of times we miss that because we maybe don't read the Psalms so much today, but they're, they're for us to really to think through and to hear the Spirit's word to us in our suffering. So, mm. uh, You also talked about how just meditating on the glory of God is really helpful for you. Can you kind of tease that out a little bit? What, what you meant by that? Yep, for sure. Um, I Looking back on uh, going through the process of Amy's cancer and her passing away and walking with the kids through it, um, I can look to a number of years before that when I came to understand the centrality of the glory of God, that it's central to himself and to the gospel, to the world he created, to human life. And it was, in a big way, that understanding and that mm. uh, not again not just an understanding but learning to actually myself to prize the glory of God above all else and um, coming to that absolutely changed the way that uh, that me and my family experienced all of this and there's a couple of ways uh, the first one is seeing the glory of God and how amazing he is reminds me that God is above and I am below. And so um, you know, I don't get to dictate to God how how my life is supposed to work out. And I I don't get to you know, I don't stand on an equal plane with him and negotiate like, well, if you're going to do this, then you owe me this. And uh, God will do as God sees fit to do. And seeing his Again, his his glory uh, enabled enabled me to to come to that, and so going through this because otherwise, there. I mean, I think again we're allowed to we're allowed to complain as the Psalms complain and question mm-hmm. as the as the Psalms question, but it's important. You know, we can be in all those places, but I think we have to stick the landing. Mm-hmm. You know. So you can, we can go through all of that, but in the end, you have to land in the place submitting to that glory of God and seeing it beforehand and having, um, again, spent a number of years with that understanding and with my heart, seeing how great God is, enabled me to be a creature under the hand of a creator hmm. who chose to let my wife die, you know? And so that's... Uh, one way the the glory of God changed that. Another way is the glory of God isn't just about how big he is and how uh, the separation between God and us, but also his uh, beauty and um, the preciousness of God and that a view of him and an experience of God is the most precious thing. Hmm. And so uh, going through this, uh, and again, I... Uh, it's a, a huge loss, you know, and I, on behalf, my own behalf, you know, in the main roles of what I am in my life, all of those things were transformed and um, really significant parts of the, you know, the main roles in my life were pulled away. I was a husband to a wife and I no longer have a wife, you know, after Amy died, I had no wife to love and uh, no wife to love me. And one of the, it was a couple of years after, 
and I realized how much I missed being forgiven by Hmm. Amy. Hmm. And, um, it's one of the, you know, great things in marriage is living up to your commitments within, you know, both of your failures. And I realized how much I missed, um, Amy's forgiveness and, you know, and that's, it's, you know, all that we were together. And, you know, there's things that linger and stay with you, but Amy is a person who's no longer here. And so that loss, um, as a father, there's a loss because my role with my three kids was now different. You know, I didn't have the energy and capacity to be what I was before. Um, it's not that people have often come to me and said, oh, you've got to be a mom and a dad now, or you're a mom and a dad. And it's, I'm absolutely not, you know, I mean, what I am, I'm, is, I'm, uh, in some ways less, right? Not mm. more because mm. I have less to give, mm. because, you know, there's more demands on my time, my energy, my emotional energy, my attention, all of that. And so my role as a dad has changed and I lost a great deal of what I treasured about being a dad. It's not that I'm not a dad, but that role changed and there was loss in that. And, uh, even ministry wise. So I was in full-time ministry and, uh, the church I was at, um, at the time is a fantastic, beautiful church and gave us lots of room to step away. But there was a loss in that as well, because I was no longer able to continue full, you know, ministry Mm -hmm. full-time. And I, uh, absolutely love pastoring and I haven't been able, uh, um, to step back into full-time ministry yet. And, mm. uh, you know, it's another level, but it's so, it's in feeling all those losses, the way the glory of God, uh, speaks into that is that, um, God is still worth holding on to because he's glorious in himself. And if I was, in this, if I was seeking God and serving God because he was going to make my life go well, then him and I are done at this point because my life is not going well. It was entirely within his power to heal Amy, you know, entirely. It would have been easy for him to do so and he chose not to. And so if I'm serving God because God makes my life go well, then he's blown it and I'm done with him. Um, But if I'm in this because God himself is glorious, then nothing there has changed, you know, him and, and his choices in my life don't diminish his glory. God is glorious and he still absolutely thrills my heart and he is still the, um, the only thing that can truly satisfy me. And so again, the glory of God enabled me seeing the glory of God, uh, enabled me to go through this without, telling God off and, uh, without telling God he wasn't worth having Mm -hmm. anymore. And, um, uh, there was a third one. I think you kind of, you kind of hit it. You were talking about how it's, as long as God is glorified, it's okay that your life (laughs) isn't perfect, but you're, you were just kind of talking through that now. Yeah. Yeah. Just that again, that, um, while something that's terribly important in my life and the life of my three kids has gone wrong, I think I can look at this and say, this is not the way it's supposed to be. Right. This is, uh, but, uh, even though this has gone wrong, the things that matter absolute most remain untouched. Mm. Um, God is still 
yeah, just I, we did cover this. God is still glorious, and his glory is not diminished in any yeah. way. 